0: This podcast is brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. Thanks for listening. Morning Church. Today's Bible reading is from Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I'm the lost servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby lived in her room and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In the loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored? that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of the greetings reached my ears, the baby in my room leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servants, From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is my name, is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with His arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost force. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent to reach a way empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and, re- and then returned home. This is the word of God.
1: Thanks be to God. Thanks Yodi for reading today's passage. Right now, we're going to invite Pastor Andrew Ong, who will unpack today's passage for us. So it'd be great if you have your Bible with you or your little notepad to um, write down what you hear and also to reflect on today's passage. So let me invite Pastor Andrew Ong right up. Okay. good morning, everyone. Uh, Really good for you to... To be joining us this morning, if you're new of us, uh, it's a real, real good time to look at God's Word because it's Christmas, and Christmas is a wonderful time where we are able to to really dig deep into the birth of Jesus. Now today we want to uh, look at uh, Luke chapter 1, and it's really, very really important for us to ask God for His help to help us to understand His Word. So I'm going to invite you all to bow your heads with me, to go to God in prayer, to help Him to... Ask us to free our minds so that we can truly understand who Jesus is. So let's go to God in prayer. Dear Father, as we come before you today, we truly want to thank you so much for, as we come to this season in the year, after quite a difficult year in many ways, help us to refocus our minds on what really, really is important. Uh, Help us to focus our minds on what really counts. And that today, as we look at Luke chapter one, as we are introduced once again to the person of Jesus, refresh our minds uh, as to why we became Christian in the first place, the rightful place that Jesus has in our life. And if we do not yet know Jesus, that this would be an opportunity for us to know Him and to know how important He is. And we pray for all these things, and in Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, we live in a post-Christian era, so to speak. Uh, We live in a time where more and more people really know very little about Jesus. So I was speaking to someone who does evangelism, uh, or I heard someone who's doing evangelism on the, uh, the to young people in in England. And he said that increasingly, when he meets young people, even young graduate uh, people who go to universities, very good universities in England, when uh, he asked them, what do you know about Jesus? They actually very honestly answer that they do not know very much about Jesus at all. And that's what they really say. They really don't know much about Jesus at all. And so what's happened now is in many places in the West, uh, even in places where there used to be a lot of Christian influence, uh, many people uh, really don't know much about Jesus at all. But I think that that's not the only sad thing in which uh, we are faced with. Uh, we live in a world where even among people who do know about uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus doesn't seem to be very important at all as well. Uh, they may know facts about Jesus, but they don't really realize just how important Jesus really is. And so, uh, just a few weeks ago, I was listening to a podcast uh, by this very influential Christian speaker and pastor in Sydney called Philip Jensen. And apparently in Australia, and in, in Sydney at the moment, uh, there are fewer and fewer people who are going to theological college. Uh, there are fewer and fewer people who are actually offering themselves up to do full-time Christian work. There are fewer and fewer people who are going to become pastors in church, especially head pastors. And not only that, uh, there seems to be a great drop-off in evangelism in Sydney, Australia, where fewer and fewer people, Christians, that is, are telling their friends and their relatives about the good news of Jesus Christ. So they asked Philip Jensen, this pastor, why this is happening. And he said the reason is because people have lost the very importance of Jesus, that Jesus just is not that important anymore where it used to be that when you became a Christian and you knew about Jesus, your whole life would revolve around the person of Jesus. But now that's not the case anymore. And so people are willing to give up their careers to become pastors. But not only that, it was quite unimportant for people now to believe that everyone, all their circle of friends, all their circle of relatives really needed to know about Jesus Christ. So the problem is that in the world that we live in, people don't really know that much about Jesus. And for those who know about Jesus, Jesus is not that important. But in today's passage, in the book of Luke, as we come back once again to the Bible, and that's why we need coming to keep coming back to the Bible, to remind us of these things, because it's so easy to forget. It tells us of Jesus, and it tells us why Jesus is just so very important in our lives, that our whole lives should revolve around Jesus, and that everyone... Every one of the circle of our friends and our relatives needs to hear about Jesus. So today, as we look at the passage, which was really well read to us by Yodi, it begins uh, with the introduction of the angel speaking to Mary. So in verse 26 of chapter 1 of the book of Luke, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. Now, the first thing that I want us to pay attention to is that this is not a fable. Uh, What we celebrate in Christmas is not a fable. It's not a parable. It is not a fantasy. It is grounded in history. And so history is characterized by three things. It's characterized by something happening in real time. It's characterized by uh, something happening to a real person. And it's characterized by something happening in a place. And that's what we see right now in, in this passage in Luke. Uh, it's not a fable because it's happening in a real time to a real person in a real place. And so in the area here of uh, Galilee, okay, so we were told that this happens in the area of Galilee, which is here. Okay, in the town of Nazareth, uh, an angel appears to uh, Mary and tells her some very, very important news. Now, I want us to pay very important attention to what the Bible actually says that the angel said to Mary. So, the, both times when the uh, angel spoke to Mary, it says, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And in verse 30, he said, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with the Lord. Now, this word here Highly favored, you have found favor with the Lord is very significant, this word. It's the word that we may be familiar with because we hear it in people's names, but it's the word charis, okay? It's the word charis. Charis means favor or grace or gratitude. And what it's really saying is uh, Mary has found special grace or favor or blessing from God. And so the angel is announcing that something very big is happening, something very significant is going to be happening through this person of Mary. Because through Mary, something wonderful, something that's going to cause great rejoicing and gladness is going to happen in the world. Now, the world that we live in today, uh, what is the thing that people are looking forward to? What is the thing that people are Really looking forward to a great expectation as a great blessing or or something wonderful. Well, something which we feel which would be a great blessing upon the whole world would be someone or something that blesses everyone. And and that thing right now is something like a COVID-19 vaccination. That's what the whole world is looking forward to, right? It's like the great hope is that this COVID-19 vaccination will let us go back to the way life was before, where we can travel, go on holidays, we can eat in big groups, we can go back to church. So everybody's looking forward to this COVID-19 vaccination. But Luke chapter one tells us that the great favor, the great charis for the whole world, the great blessing for the whole world, is not going to be found in the COVID-19 vaccine, but rather it will come through Mary herself. And as we look at the passage again, I want us to pay particular attention to what the words are again that is used to describe what's going to happen. And so the word that keeps being repeated as we see here is this idea of Mary being a virgin, right? So again and again, we're told that there is a virgin, the virgin's name is Mary, and she's going to be with child. Now, many times non-Christians or people who are not Christians ask me the question, how can this happen? how can a virgin be pregnant with child? I mean, it's biologically not possible, right? But I think the more important question that we should be asking is, how is this charis or how is this blessing or how is this favor to the whole world? How is a virgin having a child a blessing beyond Mary? Because when you think about it, if if someone's unable to conceive and have babies, having a child only blesses that child, only blesses that mother. But how is Mary the Virgin having a child, favor or blessing that goes beyond Mary to the whole world? So I think again, it's very important for us to look at history. And in history, what is happening here is that when a virgin has a child, God had predicted uh, many, many 700 years ago in another time in history, another time, another place, another person, in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, God had predicted through His prophet that when the virgin has child, this child will be called Emmanuel. And this word Emmanuel is literally... The meaning of God with us. And so here as we see that the virgin has child, actually brings us back to Isaiah 700 years ago, where this child is actually God coming into our world, God breaking into our world to be with us. And that's why Mary is highly favored. That's why it is God's grace, God's charis come to Mary and the world because God himself is coming into this world. And that's why if we read again in verse 35, look at what it says in verse 35. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born, will be called the Son of God. Now this word here, so, is a connecting word, it's a conjunction. And this word so means the conclusion, or, or the, the this is the reason, that, or this is what's going to happen. Because the Holy Spirit comes on Mary, and the power of God comes on Mary, and so she conceives the child. Therefore, in conclusion, for this very reason, this person who is born or Mary is actually the son of God himself. He is, in his very nature, divine. And that's why Christmas and the birth of Jesus is so, so, so very important. Because God himself comes into this world to the birth of the Virgin Mary. So we just um, heard from that song, Uh, Mary, do you know? And I think there's one uh, phrase there where uh, he actually says, uh, you kiss the face of God. Uh, When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. And that's very, very true. Because in one sense, the baby Jesus was just a baby. He was weak, helpless, needed his mother's milk. But in another sense, by the very nature of Jesus, he was also powerful, almighty God. And so, if you look at uh, this song again, in the very next phrase, he says, The sleeping child you are holding is the great I am. So even though today, as we remember the Christmas that's coming, we think of pictures of Jesus sleeping in the manger. He's just a little baby. We must never forget that his very nature as well is that of God. He is the son of God. He is divine. He is the great I am. And so when we come back to what Luke chapter one was saying, if you look at verse thirty two it says that he will be great and called the Son of the Most High. now this description the Son of the Most High actually goes all the way back uh, to the very very first book of the Bible in the book of Genesis, uh, which we just have been finish, finishing studying uh, the last few uh, weeks, right? And here in Genesis chapter 14 is the first time we hear of God the Most High. And God the Most High is given that title because He is God the Most High because He is the Creator God, the Creator of heaven and earth, the Creator of all things. You look outside the window and all of it is made by God. And so as we look at the passage Again, we see that Jesus is the Son of the Most High. Jesus is the Creator God Himself. And that's why Christmas is so important to us. We do not just remember the baby lying and sleeping in the manger, but rather we remember Jesus who is by His very nature God. So Jesus is not Unimportant, but Jesus is very important because he is God in his very nature. But that's not the only thing that makes Christmas and Jesus so important for us today. Why our lives must revolve around Jesus and why we need to tell tell everyone about Jesus. As the passage goes on, the angel tells Mary in verse 32, it says, Something peculiar says the Lord God will give this son of the Virgin Mary the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever his kingdom will never end. Now there are two main things here which seem to be happening. The first thing that we see here is that he is given the throne of his father David, and because he is given the throne of his father David, it says here his kingdom will never end. But how is that possible? How are those two facts related? Why is it by give, being given the, th- the throne of his father David will his kingdom never end? And, and how are these two things linked together? Well, again, uh, in the earlier part, we looked at uh, the prophecy of Isaiah in history, 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And we now turn to another time, another person, and another place. And this is the great King David, one of the greatest kings in God's people, Israel's history. And here, as we look to the promises that God had given to David. Before David died, 1,000 years before Jesus was born, the Lord declared to David. He said, The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you when your days are over and when you rest with your fathers. I will raise up your offspring to succeed you who will come from your own body and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house in my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So God had promised 1,000 years before Jesus was born that one from the line of King David would rule forever. He would be the forever king. He would be the everlasting king. And that's why, as we come back again to the book of Luke, we understand now why we are told that Mary was pledged legally, bindingly to Joseph. Why? Because Joseph, it says here, was from the line of David. He was a descendant of David. And so in this very way, we see how God fulfills His promise in history 1,000 years before, that because He promised King David that one of His line would rule forever. So here Mary, who is part, going to marry Joseph, will be the forever king, the everlasting king. Now this is, this is something again that we sang. Uh, a moment ago, or we didn't sing actually, but the guy sang a moment ago uh, in the song, Mary, right? do you know? So God had promised to David of an immortal king and an everlasting king. So it says, Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord over all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby would one day rule the nations? And so as we look at today's passage, Jesus is important, not just because he's God. I mean, that would be enough already. But Jesus is important because he is the everlasting king. The one who fulfills the promise of God in history. Where 1,000 years ago, God had promised King David that one from his line would rule forever. Now, that's not enough that Jesus is God that Jesus is everlasting King. There is one last thing which we are meant to understand as we look at the pronouncement of the angel to Mary in history. And that is, Jesus is also Savior. Now, we look at the passage. We see uh, that Jesus is to be called Jesus, right? So it says here, that you are to conceive and to give birth to a son and to call him Jesus. Now, this word Jesus has a meaning. Uh, words have meanings. Words mean something. Words, that the names of people symbolize something. The word Jesus in the Greek means Joshua in its original language in Hebrew, which means salvation or savior. So here we see that the angel says that the role that Jesus is going to play, this child is going to play, is that of a Savior. By his very nature, he is God. By his very office, he is everlasting King. By his very purpose, he is to be Savior. Now, as we looked at uh, the passage that we looked at, we saw that at the very end of the uh, of, uh, the, the Bible reading, we have this thing called Mary's song. Okay? And in Mary's song, after hearing from the angel, she praises God and gives God glory. And what does she praise God for? If you notice, uh, she praises God as a deliverer, right? He delivers those who are in need and delivers them from their difficulty. So it says here, He performed mighty deeds with His arm. He lifted up the humble. He filled the hungry with good things. Okay. He remembered to be merciful. So God here is a deliverer. And as we look at today's passage, we see that Jesus is coming as the Savior to fulfill that deliverance function. Okay? So, I really, really love uh, the hymn or the Christmas carol, O Holy Night. And I think when we did the breakout room, uh, one or two people really liked this song as well, O Holy Night. If you pay attention to the words of O Holy Night, it says, it is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin, an error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its word. Um, I've always wondered, what does this word mean, pining? Do you know what this word means? I, I, you know, I know some of you really love this song. I love this song. But we, we may not really understand what pining means. Uh, if, if you look up uh, your dictionary, the Old English meaning or the uh, original meaning, I think this word apparently comes from Germanic, it's German word, means suffering. Uh, pining means suffering or pain or punishment. And so, All Holy Night captures the idea where we live in a world where sin and error brings us pain, punishment, and suffering. But Jesus the Savior at His birth delivers us from sin and, self, uh, and error pining. It delivers us from sin and error, punishing us, bring us suffering, bringing us pain, and relieves our soul, gives our soul worth. And so that's why, really, Christmas is such a wonderful time because we remember the birth of our Savior, Jesus. He is God. He is Everlasting King, and he is the savior to deliver us from sin and error and save our souls. So, as we look at today's passage, if you don't know about Jesus or you don't know how important Jesus really is, then it's a great reminder that Jesus is very important. So, I've been reading this book uh recently, I, I bought this book like decades ago. But I'd like to recommend it to you. And uh it's it's a wonderful book. It's called uh The History of Christianity. Don't worry if you don't like reading so much, it's got lots of big pictures. See? So you don't have to uh pay so much attention, you're just reading words, but it's a wonderful, wonderful book, and in the introduction, uh, what it actually said uh was that for many people, we make the mistake of thinking that all history is the same, right? That somehow One moment in history is just as important as another moment in history. One place in history is just as important as another place in history. One person in history is as important as another person in history. But what uh, the author actually says of this book, or the editors of this uh, book say, is that actually in terms of God's perspective on history, that's not true. Some people, sometimes, and some places are more important than all the rest. And if we understand what the Bible tells us about Jesus, the whole of history revolves around the person of Jesus. The whole of history centers around the person of Jesus. And why? Because He is God come into this world. He's the everlasting King come into this world. And He is the Savior come into this world. So what date is it today? What date is it today? Okay, according to my calendar, it is the 29th of November, 2020. Why do we, why do we say that that's the date? Because we recognize that Jesus is the most important moment in history, right? History and our calendar is divided into AD, BC. Uh, for those of you who don't know, A.D. means Anno Domini, which is in the year of our Lord, where it starts off with where we believe the year of the birth of Jesus is. And that's why we we say it's 29th November 2020. Because we think of history in terms of that most important time, the, the birth of Jesus, in that time, in that place, to the Virgin Mary. So, if Jesus is so important, if Jesus is so significant, if Jesus is so profound, then what should be our response to this person of Jesus? Well, if you look again in the passage, the Bible gives us the instruction of how we are to respond to this person of Jesus. The first thing that we are given, in in a sense, is the example of Mary. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill His promises to her. So the thing that we really have to understand is, if Jesus is so important, He is God, He is everlasting King, He is Savior, then part of receiving that favor, part of receiving that blessing, is to follow the example of Mary and to believe the Lord Believe in what he says about Jesus. Believe in Jesus himself. Have faith in the promises of God and Jesus. Have faith in Jesus. But that's not all. Something else uh, seems to be happening here. In verse 50, it says, His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. So there's not just faith, but there is fear. Not horror movie fear, but a recognition of the person of God, a recognition of the person of Jesus. That if he is the creator of the world, if God is the judge of the world, if God is the one who has all power and authority, and if Jesus has all those qualities in himself, then we must fear God. So Christmas is not just a time of merriment, of parties and presents, but is a time where we also remember to fear God. Faith together with fear. Uh, there's a saying that when something is very serious, it's as serious as a heart attack, because you know, heart attack is very serious. Well, Christmas is as serious as a heart attack. We need to take the birth of Jesus seriously. We need to revolve our lives around Jesus just as the calendar centers itself around the birth of Jesus. We need to recognize that everyone needs to hear about Jesus. So in conclusion, uh, I have uh, some relatives of mine. They take Christmas Day very seriously. Uh, they make sure that they have a beautiful, beautiful Christmas tree. They have all the trimmings. They have all the Christmas uh, stockings, all the lights, whatnot. They make sure presents are there for every single person. They make sure that uh, there is always a Christmas uh, lunch that's being given. And there's a traditional Christmas uh, turkey. You have all the food, uh, uh, the Christmas pudding. And also, all the family must come around. And you have to always be playing the Christmas music, uh, like, you know, Secular Christmas music, like Last Christmas, uh, All I Want for Christmas is You, you know, all those old Christmas classics. But I find it very sad when I go to my relative's house because I find that, by and large, Christmas Day is so, so important for them. But the meaning of Christmas is lost to them. For them, their lives do not revolve around Jesus. Jesus. And neither do they feel that everybody needs to know about Jesus. They, they've lost the understanding of who Jesus really is. That he is God. That he is everlasting king. That he is savior. So they have the day, but they've lost the person. Well, I hope that we do not make that same mistake. I hope that for all of us, we will have faith and we will have fear of God. And in that way, truly our whole lives will revolve around Jesus. And we will see the great need that everyone needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Father, as we come before you today, we pray that this Christmas, as in every other Christmas, it is a time of great rejoicing as we remember the birth of your son, Jesus Help us to see that our whole lives must revolve around this person, Jesus Christ. For He is not just the baby sleeping in the manger, but He is God, the Son of the Most High. By His very nature, He is divine. He is the everlasting King. His office is one of ruler forever into eternity. His purpose is Savior to relieve the world of sin and error pining, to give our soul worth. We pray that we may have faith and we may have fear, and so that each and every one of us here may really grasp the full importance of Jesus Christ. And we pray for all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. For more information, visit us online at busypc.sg.